Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll Out, a TTRPG podcast, and our campaign, Beasts of the Bog, a Call of Cthulhu horror story. I, of course, am your humble keeper of arcane lore, Tony Kiger, and with me are my lovely investigators, who I will let them introduce themselves now, starting with Lucy. Hi, my name's Lucy. I play a lovely little lady called Linda Davis, um, and I'm excited to be sad today. Next up, we have Sabrina. Hi, howdy, my name's Sabrina, and I play Amelia Thatcher, um, your, uh, well, also sad girl, I'm sure. (laughs) And, of course, we have Elsa. Hi, I'm Elsa, I'm playing Barbara Kelly, uh, the messy queen. Hell yeah. Um... Before we get started on this one, because now we're getting into the actual Call of Cthulhu game proper, um, I'm going to do my little rant that I usually do with all of my Call of Cthulhu games. Um, I love cosmic horror as a genre. I think that it is an amazing um, genre of horror with a bunch of amazing artists, but the individual that is given the namesake of this system and is most popular with the genre is a big piece of shit. So let's get a big fuck you, H.P. Lovecraft Fuck you, H.P. Lovecraft! Fuck that racist, xenophobic piece of shit. Worthy. Um, You know it's bad when the people of the 1920s call you a racist. Yeah. Um, So, fuck H.P. Lovecraft. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Shall we? Mm -hmm. We. October 27th, 1955. A period of boom after the world was plunged once again into the throes of war. The United States and the Soviet Union are plunged into a cold war to assert dominance on the global stage. In the shadow of nuclear war, a group of individuals are mourning. A young man known as Phineas Lachlan has tragically passed away. Phineas was a scholar, a student, a friend, and a son. At the O'Hare funeral home, we find the loved ones of Finn together in this time of tragedy. As we walk into the funeral home, um, you see a bunch of different scholars and academic types. Uh, It looks like Finn was definitely somebody who kept around the more intelligent types. Um, Fitting right in with the distinguished and intelligent types, we see... Elsa, if you want to describe Babs, an adult. Babs... Uh, it's so very tall. Um, she's probably like six foot, six one naturally, but she's always wearing heels, so she's at least six four, just towering over everybody. In this instant, she is wearing kind of like a pretty form fitting um, black dress because it is a funeral that uh, goes. Uh, around her knees, kind of like a sweetheart neckline. Very, uh, looks very nice. She's got like a um, dark blonde um, shoulder length hair and a little um, like beauty mark on her upper lip. Um, And she's probably not really approaching anybody. She's just doing her own thing. This is not her type of people, generally. Yeah. Um, what What is Bab's mindset going into this, knowing what you know 
Babs. Babs is... When Babs found out that something happened to Finn, Babs was not surprised um, in any way. She knew that something was going to happen and she knew that Finn knew. Um, And she has kind of like let the grief of losing a friend she let that wash over her before it has even happened i think and so she's kind of just like stoic and i think she probably hasn't fully processed it but is telling herself that she knew it was happening and she was ready and this is just something that was happening and it was over yeah um you are just kind of sitting around at the funeral and you do see somebody come over that that you are somewhat familiar with um this is somebody that would have walked gone in the same circles that you did this is mr mcelroy he is an older gentleman probably mid to late 40s um bald head um clean shaven brown eyes wearing a very nice suit um you know him as uh one of the top professors in new england in the field of anthropology he he typically travels around goes to a lot of different social events and was the person that reconnected you and finn uh and comes up to you and goes barbara i'm so sorry to uh see you here under such circumstances it it is truly an unfortunate situation how are you holding up i know that uh, you and finn were you grew up together so um you know i i have definitely been better but i am moving on as finn would want me to yes um well uh it was nice seeing you i will let you go about your business but yes of course lovely um, to see you again and mr mcelroy walks away you're close enough to the entrance to where you can see people coming in and you see a familiar face walk in it's a face you haven't seen in years linda you want to describe what you look like now as an adult and, and your mindset yeah. coming in. Um, Linda is kind of on the shorter side. I'm going to say she's about 5'5". Five, five. Uh, she's a little bit a little bit chubby. Um, she has long brown hair, uh, but as right now, it's pulled back to kind of keep out of her face. Uh, she's wearing a black, a black, like, dress shirt, um, and black slacks, but she's also wearing her father's aviation or aviator's jacket, um, and it's covered with like patches. It's very worn leather. Um, she also has aviator sunglasses on because she doesn't want anybody to see that she has in fact been crying her eyes out for the past like three days. She, they're very puffy, but she's trying to keep a stoic face as she's walking in to Finn's funeral. You walk in and you see a face that 
bears some resemblance to somebody that you grew up with much taller and not in the same tomboyish look that you typically recognize them in. Miss Kelly? Would I recognize Linda? Yeah. You, recognizable enough to know that it is Linda, you would also recognize the aviator jacket. Miss Davis. It's been a long time. Sorry, Babs, I'm used to calling people by their last name. Hi. Linda. Been many years. And how are you, um... How are you doing? Uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm great. Uh, I'm a stunt I'm a stunt pilot in California, so it's been pretty great. Um, you know, sad circumstances that we're here. How are you? Um, mourning the loss of my friend. I would not consider myself to be great at the moment, mm-hmm. but um. You know, I'm keeping myself busy with events and gatherings, and I don't know how much you know about it. Why would I know anything? I don't know. Just attempting to relate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, what kind of events or? Oh, um, parties and dinner parties and cocktail parties and book clubs, various Mm -hmm. events where one dresses nice and talks about nothing. You know how it goes. Sounds a a little boring. It can be. Some of Mm -hmm. the people make it interesting. Finn was one of those people. Mm. I'm sure you know what I mean. I have no clue what you mean. Mm. I haven't seen Finn for a while, so... When did you last see Finn? Um, I spoke to him quite recently. Okay. Um, maybe a week or so before his death kind of odd Mm. circumstances but we've kept in touch very very much we have kept in touch over the years interesting that you um say you haven't seen him in a while um yeah i haven't um seen him i'm gonna go get us i'm gonna go get refreshments do you want anything oh i'm gonna go no Thank you, though. I, um, hope you continue to be great. Thank you, Babs. <laughs> Linda's just gonna walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Outside of the funeral home, a car pulls up. Inside the car, there are two people. Uh... One of those individuals is this this young kid, like 19, 20, kind of helping carry bags and things like that. This is Johnny. 
um, the personal assistant for Amelia, if you want to describe yourself and how you are feeling. Um, out of the car steps a woman in, I, I don't know if my brain said women. <laughs> She's mul- a multitude. <laughs> um, this woman in black heels and black tights and an A-line black dress with a little bow all put together primp and pop proper um she has a headband a thick black headband that has like the black mesh covering one side of her face her face is dolled up and looks as if it has been untouched by tears. But when you look at her face closer, you can see almost the lines of where tears were, but then were covered up with powder again. Amelia stares at the doors and props herself back up and you can see her fidgeting with her her hair that is is long but it has been like pin tight curled to the point where it almost looks like a bob and she just stares Johnny steps out of the car and and looks to you and goes are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be, doll. I'm sorry about your loss, Miss Amelia. <sighs> Johnny. Sweet boy. I lost my friend a long time ago. And she starts to head towards the door. Johnny grabs all the things that he needs to for, for today and, and follows in. Um... Babs, I would assume that you were still kind of in the same general spot that you were with your conversation. I would definitely be floating and keeping my eyes on who is and is not appearing. Mm-hmm. I will say that it has been about 25, 30 minutes since your conversation with Linda. Like, they're just about to get started with the actual proceedings. In walks two people. One of them you kind of recognize. I would probably clock Amelia, but because I do not recognize the kid that she is with, I would not approach her in any way. I would just... But if she looked over at me, she would see Babs just, like, absolutely staring her down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amelia looks at Johnny um, and gives like a a little nod Um, I I think Amelia would have brought a lot of flowers not necessarily for Finn but for Finn's parents you know Um, so you would you would know that Finn's parents passed around the time that you graduated high school it was around the time that you left then if his parents aren't alive then <laughs> no flowers um, amelia would probably have just brought a, a small 
mm-hmm. little bouquet and um, kind of nods to Johnny to, to go set it where everybody else has set their flowers. And Johnny goes and runs and takes the flowers, so Amelia is all alone. And she she sees Babs staring at her and just starts slowly walking towards her. Babs would kind of give her, like, best, most gracious debutante smile and go, Amelia, I thought I recognized you. It's, It's been so long. Oh, Babs. You'd think, well, you know, I'll hold my tongue. And she will go and... Instead of talking to Babs, she would go sit down. Babs would not let it show on her face, but is absolutely floored that someone would speak to her in this way. <laughs> you all go to sit down. And um, just from the the seating, you all are pretty far apart from each other in terms of, like, who is sitting where? Amelia... Make a spot hidden. Roll. Oh, fuck yeah, I'll make spot hidden roll. I forgot how good I made this. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a 12, which is an extreme success. Amazing. So, you, um, you're looking around just seeing who all is here. Towards the very front, you see a familiar face. And that's Linda. Hmm. Are the seating arrangements like... like It's just open seating. It's open seating. Yeah, it's just wherever you can get a spot. How? How? So I recognize the face. Do I recognize anything specific? Your hair is tied up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No. Um. Maybe same hair color. But not same yeah. hair. Uh. Amelia stands from her seat and sits down next to you. Amelia? In the flesh and blood, doll. Wow, and she's not turning to look at Amelia. She's looking straight. Uh, wow, it's so good to see you. Um, I don't think you're really seeing me at all. Yeah, and just turned, not taking off the sunglasses, just looking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how tall are you? How tall am I? Uh, what did I say? Five five. Yeah, roundabout. As an expert in makeup, are you wearing any makeup? No. Mm. It's mostly the shades, just trying to... Mm-hmm. I see. Um, you look great. Thank you. Uh, if you'd like, I... You know... Sorry, I'm used to... You're a pilot? I heard. Yeah, um, I do. I do stunt pilot work, like your dad, uh, right? 
Well, he wasn't stunt, but... Uh, no, like, um, like Bernard, you know? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The last, the last two of us, we didn't want to get into that war stuff, you know, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do that, and that's about it. <laughs> what do you do? Nothing that interesting. I... Are you seem uncomfortable? You know, I don't like things like funerals. It's uh Can I roll really... like my like psychoanalysis or whatever it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, can I... roll psychology. Oh, psychology, okay. Mm-hmm. Can I psychoanalyze this bit? <laughs> Okay, I got a 49, which is at least a success for me, but I don't remember. Yeah, it's just a success. Okay. Um, I mean, that is... Well, Linda, I'll let you kind of take it from there. What what does Amelia get from just a regular success? Uh, Amelia will notice that she... Like, Linda's not comfortable. She's, like, messing with her hands. Kind of a little, like... A little jittery um trying re- she can tell she's trying really hard to keep it together amelia has like one of those really tiny like annoying bitch tiny purses you know <laughs> she has a bitch bag yes and she she turns and unlatches the little hook and is digging inside her her bag and grabs a handkerchief and places her hand um, over yours with the handkerchief. She says, Now, I know that you, of all people, do not need this. But just in case, she pats your hands and she pulls away, leaving the handkerchief there. Thanks, Amelia. Of course. Did you, um... Did you see Babs? Oh, I saw Babs. <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss her, you know? It, she sure has grown up. You know, in New York parties, they teach you manners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh um, my god. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just make a quick little note? We are all friends. Yeah, we, we are. All, I love Elsa. I uh, kiss Elsa on the mouth right now. But I have motto, so I won't kiss Elsa on the mouth right now. Yeah, please <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> um, yeah, she's different. She sure is. Mm-hmm. But we all are, huh? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I haven't seen you guys in, or I haven't seen you all, not you guys. This is the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you all in so long, but something about you, Linda, seems so recently familiar. I. <laughs> I mean, that's weird. That's... I don't know. Maybe it's true what they say. 
An hmm. old friend never ages. Maybe you just haven't aged in my heart. That's very sweet. Um, and she kind of like, she takes off her glasses to wipe, like, to wipe her face. And you can see her eyes are like really puffy. But she does it like quickly. So like you kind of don't see it. But you see it. Um, Amelia reaches back into her tiny little bitch bag. <laughs> And um, pulls out a sampler of a concealer from her makeup company. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> and just kind of like turns and says, "This, I'm not trying to product push on you, doll. I. This is just if, if you want to take your glasses off after you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Here we go." Thanks. Yeah, probably I will do it after. Just want to get through the service. Yeah. And then she, Linda just kind of kind of retracts back into like she holds her own hand and she's just <sighs> Babs. Will you make a spot hidden roll for me? Seventy-seven. <laughs> so, uh, big old fail. Big old fail. All right. Now you don't see anything. Everything is a-okay. Everything's fine. You don't recognize any other people. You're good. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. As the service begins to start, though. And the the preacher is going on about Finn's life and career as a as an anthropologist and his work in Ireland studying ancient Celtic cultures. Your mind races back, as it has for the past few weeks, to a dream that you had. This is something that you saw as a child, and this is something that you have seen again and again and again in your adulthood. That ginormous eyeball moon falling from the sky. When you were a teenager, shortly after you left Vermont, there was a new thing that would happen whenever you would see the nightmare. You would see people in it. And shortly after you would see the people, they would pass away. Starting with your father. And then the man that you were supposed to marry. A couple of old social party friends. And then a week before his passing, you saw Finn. But there was one key difference with the dream involving Finn. The eye blinked. No bueno. No bueno. Blinked. And then you remember the conversation that you had with Finn the next day. And you're on the phone with Finn. Take me back to that conversation. 
Um, Babs probably would have called Finn almost as soon as she wakes up. She wouldn't be caring about what time it was or where he was or anything. She just wanted to, like, see if he was okay and essentially be like, yo, this is shit's about to go down. (laughs) You dial him up and immediately the... The phone gets transferred and transferred again and then transferred again as Finn was in his offices in Galway, Ireland. And uh, he answers the phone. He goes, Babs? Finn. Finn, are you, are you okay? Yes, I'm, I'm fine. Finn. Is there an issue? No, I had a, I had a dream. And 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 I've told you about them how how they happen and and then people die and, and you were in you were in the dream fin and and uh, please just tell me that you are okay. I'm fine. It shouldn't be an issue that you should worry about, Babs. Truth be told, I'm glad you called me because I kind of know already. What? And I want you to do something for me. Can you do that? Yeah. I'm going to have you get the band back together. For one last adventure. The band? There may be some... Issues that arise. So I want to be forthright with what might happen. You see, I am in love with Amelia. I have been ever since we were children. Okay, this is a lot to put on me at this moment, because I'm like really in a sensitive place, and that's okay. That's cool. Amazing. I'm so happy for you. Well, I'm going to die, so I need you to do this for me. Okay, yep. Anything for you. I have loved Amelia since we were children. Yep. However, Amelia does not love me back. At least as far as I can tell. And so I have been keeping company with somebody else that we know, and we know very well. So if things should arise... I want you to be the one that knows the full story. So you you want you simply cannot Finn. Again, <laughs> you cannot tell me these things and then expect me to just be around all of these people and not say anything about that. I'm not saying to not say something. I'm just saying that I need you to be prepared. And to keep the spirits high. I We'll do what you ask of me, Finnegan. Thank you. Can we just do a little a little quick rewind, though? Um, 
So I just told yes. you you were going to die, and then you said, I know. Um, what? Um, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> what? Um, huh? <laughs> it's very silent <laughs> on the phone for a while. And Finn tries to find the words and then just goes, You will know what I mean in due time. Oh, cool. So, so informative, Finnegan. I can't really get into it now because, frankly, you'd put me in the psych ward, but... You probably wouldn't die in a psych ward, so maybe it's worth it. Things like this find a way, so. Am I never going to see you again, Finn? You will. It may not be in the way that you expect, but you'll see me again. You truly are so dear to me. You are dear to me too, Babs. Now I have to go. But we will see each other again soon. I'll make sure that they give you a good funeral. That's nice. And the conversation ends. You're brought back into the reality of the situation again. And, you know, they they never outright say it, but you know who the financial backer of this funeral was. Finn didn't have any surviving family members. There was no significant other that was ever discussed. No children, no spouse, nothing like that. So all they know is that some anonymous financial backer came and paid for all the funeral expenses. Linda, about halfway through the sermon, the the pastor starts talking about loved ones and seeing all the people in the room for Finn. Finn clearly had a lot of loved ones. And your mind goes back to about two to three weeks before Finn's passing. And you two are in bed together after another rendezvous. And, uh... Yeah. This is something that you have done for years at this point. Charlatans, all of them! (laughs) And what's... What's that like for Linda? This little affair that's been going on. I think Linda's aware. Like, she knows that Finn doesn't have feelings for her. I think it's more so they both just need that release, but also need that, like, closeness with someone. Um, but also every time it happens... It'll, it feels distant. They're not, like, in the moment together. Um, and I think this time it actually, like, really bothers Linda. Finn kind of looks at you and, and then just goes, Is there something on your mind? Hmm. When is there not? Very fair. This felt different 
I I do apologize. The jet lag has been a bitch lately. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's it. No, it felt good. Don't get me wrong. But you felt somewhere else. You know? I was. Um, <laughs> truth be told, my, uh, my mind is is racing other places, you know. I just turned twenty nine for crying out loud. It's yeah. We're getting up there. You would be two years younger, so twenty seven ish. Um, Finn's just looking around. and goes, I mean, I've 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 spent all this time trying to run away from her, but. You know who I mean. Amelia? Yes. You know, I never understood why you stayed away. Why you kept coming back to me. (gasps) Oh, pop the fuck off! (laughs) (laughs) There's a bit of guilt there with Finn, and it's... And he just kind of looks and goes, I mean, you're wonderful. Don't get me wrong. And this will lead into what I need to say, but I don't know. It's just something about her. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I try to stay away because I don't think she feels the same for me. I mean, she pushed me away first, so... Hmm. Just kind of respecting wishes, I guess. Yeah. Um, yes. But, um, boy, this is really difficult to do right after sex. But um, <laughs> I think this is the last time that we should be doing this. And not in the like, oh, this is the last time we should be doing this. Cut to like three months later, we're doing this again. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm. I think this is the last time that we will be doing this. Why? You'll understand in due time. If you're Dude, about to tell off. me you have a secret fiance, I will kick No, 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 no. No, I do not have a secret fiance. Nothing like that. I'm content with what we have and, mm-hmm. you know, the bachelorhood that awaits me. Until my last breath. That's an ominous thing to say. Laying next to me naked. All right. <laughs> You're right. I should be fully clothed. And then gets up and <laughs> starts getting dressed and tosses you some clothes so you can be fully dressed. <laughs> and then just goes, um, I'm in town for another few days. I don't know how long you're here till, but we could go get something to eat and... Spend the day together. I think that would be nice. If this is our last time doing this, let me... Do you want to go get coffee? Or I don't feel like drinking. Yeah, we can do coffee. All right. And you you both go and do coffee. Um, it's during this coffee trip that, like, in the middle of it, Finn gets real weird. And then is dismissive of it. 
but keeps constantly saying that he saw a ghost at the coffee shop. Ghost of who? What the? What's it look like? I. The ghost looked better than I remember it looking. Of what? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought this on you. I'm... I think I I have to leave. I'm so sorry, Linda. I... And Finn walks out. Does he say goodbye? Or does he just say I'm sorry and walk out? He just says sorry and walks out. Okay. Wow, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We love trauma lore. The service ends, and everybody kind of goes away for refreshments. Amelia, make a spot hidden roll for me. Of course, doll. Anything you like. 39, which is a... Spot hidden. It is a hard. Is that what the second one? Yeah. Is? Yes. Hard success. Hard. Great. Great. Um, you've been looking around constantly, trying to see if you recognize any people. There's a couple of people that you vaguely recognize from back in the day in school and just from the hometown. You've been reconnecting with them, but there is somebody else that you've seen very recently that seems to be walking out of the surface. Amelia nods to Johnny to grab her purse and as she very much speed walks but like in an elegant like I'm not chasing you but Mm -hmm. I'm following you kind of way Mm -hmm. Johnny immediately hands you your bag and you take like five steps towards this individual and they turn around and they have those piercing green eyes long black hair in a very form-fitting black dress kind of similar to what babs was wearing but something a little more ethereal about it this is the same woman that dropped by your house a couple weeks ago for some tea well i always knew you'd stay part of the group i'm sorry for your loss i didn't lose a thing darling we both know that's a lie Do you remember our conversation a few weeks ago? And your mind immediately, it's almost as if it's not by your design. You are immediately thrusted back into your apartment about a month before Finn's passing. You are just sitting there at home relaxing. This is one of your, this is one of the times where you get to kind of calm down and relax. You don't have to travel for work and you get a knock at your door. Um. Amelia in a, like, silk red robe walks towards the door. I'm not very decent in here. Um, do you mind coming back later? Amelia? I guess later's not an option with you, huh? And she opens the door. And you look, and it's Morgan. The little girl that brought you so much terror that one day in your youth. The woman who 
made your place of contemplation a place of fear. And those piercing green eyes just look back at you. I told you I'd see you again soon, Amelia. You have a funny idea of soon. Do you mind if I come in? (sighs) Yes, but no birds, okay? I will leave the birds outside. Deal. And Amelia opens the door further so that she may walk in. You see Morgan walk in. You don't hear footsteps when Morgan steps anywhere. Just this silence. Like they're gliding on air. You're kind of used to people not really making a sound. I mean, you've dealt with the pretentious, so nothing really strikes you as odd about that. But they, they look around. You've done well for yourself. I would say so. How's that, uh, how's that little friend group of ours? It's your friend group now. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. People come, people go. It's life. What about that, um, Captain Lachlan character? Finn. Amelia has been making direct eye contact with these piercing eyes this whole time. And for the first time, chies her gaze and looks over to one of her bookshelves and starts walking over, twirling one of the ends of her robes. I have no idea what happened to that boy. I... Don't know if I care to. And um, she grabs a book and starts flipping through the pages. Morgan steps a little closer to you. And just out of nowhere has a cup of tea. And looks at you and just goes... Now, I truly believe that you think that about yourself. That you don't care to know where Finn is. I truly believe that you think that. But that's not what I see. It doesn't matter where he is. I spent a lot of my life getting hurt. But. Finn, I heard him, so you may think what you think, but I don't want to see that face, not the way I left it. You know, Amelia, I know about hurt. I've hurt many people. I've been hurt by many people. But the beautiful thing about hurt is that eventually it will heal. And if I'm not speaking out of term, and forgive me if I am, but uh, I think seeing your face will um, 
he'll thin right up. For the first time, Amelia has no tinge of fear when she looks at her. She reaches out her hand and tucks the the long black hair behind Morgan's ear. You know, those kind of lines don't work on me. I have a feeling that if Finn saw my face again, he would stare. I don't like it when people stare. So, is that what you came here to tell me? That you think I should patch things up with a boy? No. No, I don't think that at all. But, the reason I came out here actually was to, um, just to let you know that we will see each other quite often for a little while. Somehow, that is so comforting. I'm glad. But, um, part of the reason why I say to patch things up with Finn is, um, you might not have a lot of time left. Amelia's composure drops. Her shoulders didn't seem tense before, but now it's like they're jelly. What do you mean? Is it... <clears throat> is Finn getting married or... Or am I... Are you here to tell me that I'm gonna die? It's been wonderful to see you again, Amelia. But I simply must go. I will see you again very soon. Next time, I'll bring you the tea. And Morgan goes to your door, opens up the door, and walks out. And as you go to close the door behind Morgan, Morgan is no longer there. Amelia lets out a very small chuckle to herself and suddenly this relaxed person she was merely five minutes before is going full speed and she runs to her room puts on a pair of trousers and a leather jacket and grabs her car keys. It's at that moment that you are brought back into reality. And Morgan is staring there at you. Well, I knew you could bend a lot of things. But the truth? Didn't think. You have a wonderful day, Miss Morgan. 
And Amelia turns back around and makes her way back to Johnny. Johnny looks at you, puzzled. Miss Amelia, um, who are you talking to? Well, Johnny, I just think I might have forgotten something. That's all. And I went out to go to the car and then I started talking to myself because I remembered that the car had a driver and he drove on off. Okay. Johnny. Yes, ma'am. She leans into his ear. You don't tell the people back at home that I talk to myself, now do you? Uh, no, ma'am. Good job, Johnny. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> and, um, Johnny starts to get you some refreshments and things like that as the intercom goes off in the funeral home and it says will the following individuals please report to the office Barbara Kelly Linda Davis and Amelia fuck what's your last name (laughs) Bedelia Thatcher and Amelia Thatcher we're gonna keep that in because I am a dumbass (laughs) Amelia Thatcher to the office of the funeral director for the will reading and that's where we're going to end the episode. We made it, guys. Yeah. We made it you into the will. You enough, you get into the will. Hey gang, your humble host and game master Tony Kiger here. Thank you so much for listening to Rollout, a TTRPG podcast. Our campaign Beasts of the Bog features Lucy as Linda Davis, Sabrina as Amelia Thatcher, and Elsa as Babs Kelly. The links to the social media handles of our players and game masters can be found in the episode description, as well as the links to the Rollout social media handles. If you like the work we do, please consider giving us a positive rating or subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash rollout TTRPG. You can also find the link to our Patreon in the episode description. Thank you so much again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you in the next chapter.